by Riverside. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Backside Ground Balls pod. Coming off a beautiful day here in North Carolina and back home in Delaware, so everybody's nice and refreshed with some vitamin D. Dan and Colin, how are we doing today? Fantastic. The weather, like you said, gosh. Good to go outside. Hopefully, if you get to play catch outside before spring training comes, won't be a wake-up call out there in the Arizona thin heat, but... Doing good, doing good. Good. I'm doing great. Um, can't ask for spring the first full week of February. Like, you can't ask for much more. And on Wednesday, Trev, I got you out on a golf course. Um, I know. Shocker. So that was oh. like the highlight of my, my winter was getting you back out on the golf course. The first time we had played together since September. So, obviously, I was excited. Sprite it a little bit, but. You know, it happens. You got to be, got to get back to the game when it's, yeah, when it's, when it was the good shots were really good, but really good bad bad shots were really bad. (laughs) So, um, I do want to shout out both Arcadia baseball and Goldie Beacom were on a field today. Goldie Beacom kicks off the season with a 16 to seven win against Chowan, Chowan, beating up. Chawan beating up on some North Carolina brethren uh, and Arcadia had a scrimmage at Cabrini. And from the sound of it, it sounds like it went well. The boys swung the bat well. The boys pitched it well. So the backside ground balls curse is non-existent. I know the message boards were getting a little weary about, you know, coach coming on the backside ground balls. You know, it was, we were starting to be cursed. I get it. It's okay. But, you know, the boys are 1-0 so far, so we'll be keeping track of them and, and definitely know that our listeners there no we're rooting for them so it's good to see them back on back on some ball fields so um for this episode i'm very excited about this episode we're officially getting into our preview work 2023 season's coming up quick we're kicking down midway through february pitchers and catchers are reporting next week Super excited for that. So we're going to start a little series here that we're going to draft teams for the 2023 season. So we're going to start today with a position player draft. It is going to go in snake order. Um, We do not know the draft order yet. We're going to figure that out live. Uh, So we're all going to be surprised. So nobody knows who they're taking in the first round yet. Um, And the key to this is one player has to be from every position. So straight through, even outfield, left field, center field, right field. We also have a DH slot and each of us has to pick one player with rookie eligibility. So those guys obviously could fill up a slot. So when you have a loaded position like third base, you know, it might not be ideal to take Gunnar Henderson when you have two other three pretty good other guys. So the outfielders can slot into any position in the outfield. So that's a key there. But for the infielders specifically, it has to be the position that they are going to play this year. So do you guys have any questions before we kick off this draft with the draft order? No, my team is going to be the best. There you go. I mean, we'll, off air, we'll figure out a way to, to lay some money on this thing or <laughs> and find out how to value value the nine, ten guys that we get and see who comes out on top. And, and maybe we'll, we'll buy each other like a 
a medium pizza or something from Domino's. Um, yes. so six ninety nine, nice and cheap. Yeah. Six ninety nine. I'll Venmo the, you guys six ninety nine there. So, um, we're going to kick off this, this or with the draft order. Now I'm going to get it going right now. So with the first pick, ironically is me. Oh, coming in second. <laughs> coming in third is dead. Oh, so, I know that's that, that's that's a tough one. Well, I, to be honest with you, that's that's tough. But we're gonna go with for the first pick. We're gonna go with Overliable here. We're gonna pencil him into center field, and it's gonna be Mike Trout. Nice. So now, why would you pick Mike Trout first? Why? Who, who would ever <laughs> want to pick think him? To do such a thing? Who would want to pick <laughs> the best outfielder ever? <laughs> So, Colin, you're you're up next. I mean, uh, I'm stressing over the second pick. Stressing. Yeah, I didn't really put much thought into the first pick, quite honest with you. I just went with the first one that felt obvious in my brain. It probably wasn't the best pick because he could play 20 games for all I know. I'm taking Shohei at DH. Love it. I, I mean, tough to pass on a generational player. I mean, gosh. And just just for Phenomenal. our listeners right now, um, we are going to have a position player show hey and a pitcher show hey. So Colin could end up with both of them. Colin could just Whoa. end up with position player one, and all and uh, one of us could end up with the other side of show hey. So. I don't know, Colin. Does that change your answer? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the reaction Going with there. It. Going with it. Okay, good. Dan, your turn. I'm born here. I get two picks, right? You get two picks. Yep, you get to back back to back. I'm really struggling with where I need to go, um, and I'm cursed with with coach's brain a, a lot. Um, so it might be obvious on where I'm going to go. Although I feel pretty confident in that position. So I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to take... Um, <laughs> See, this is hard because now you get into how deep these positions are. And when I think about it, these some of these positions are just so deep. So it should be more about who I think the best available at pick number three is... Do I feel comfortable with? So there's two left there, so I get one of them. Sorry, sorry, listeners. I know I'm I'm slowing everybody down with this. I'm gonna go ahead and take Mookie Betts. Okay, okay. Put him in right field. I like it. Put him in right field. Okay. Yeah. And I know. I just went against up. my brain and took a right fielder. And then I'm really gonna shock everyone, and hopefully my plan works well. And I'm gonna take Adley Rutschman. There you go. Good pick. Colin, right back to you. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm doing that, listeners, is because I feel like catching, there's like three, there's two catchers that I think are better than everybody else, and at least one of them. And he's younger. That's fair. And I, I think your Phillies brethren would understand that. JT Real Muto is probably the second one. Yes. All right. I'm taking, <laughs> ooh, I'm taking Judge right field. I think Colin, I think I know what Colin likes. I think Colin likes the long ball. 
like the long ball. I don't like. I the don't like, like giving the long ball. Don't like giving them up. So, gosh. <laughs> All right. So, a loaded position there. It's like it's fantasy hard, football. We got like my Excel sheet all up here. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> when your brain gets working on like what's left and, and where do I go? <laughs> draft a kicker last. <laughs> Don't draft a kicker. <laughs> Trev, you gotta at least talk us through your thoughts here. Yeah, I mean I'm just trying to I'm just podcasting. trying to scan. I got yeah, bad podcasting on my part. That's fair. That's a, that's definitely a fair assessment. I'm just trying to look at the depth of a couple who you of can pay the positions. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out who I can get on a bargain deal. Uh, GM, yeah, I didn't. Trevor, I didn't nec- do nec- it. Yeah, I didn't necessarily want to go another guy this position, but we're going Jordan Alvarez. Mm. Do I have him in both DH and left field slot, or do I no, just you have pick. left? Pick. I'm picking DH then. Oh, if that's the case. So I'm like going it. Jordan Alvarez in the DH slot, which I like that pick because I didn't even know more than three DHs off the top of my head. <laughs> so we're coming back to you, Colin. Um, righty. I'm going JT. Just from that's exactly what pitcher, I was hoping you would do. Pitchers, oh great! Oh, now he's I'm getting in your head. Don't believe him. Don't mind believe games. him. Colin, he's getting in your head. Mind he's games. Getting in your head. That is such crap. Mind games. That is such crap. He has no I idea haven't... what I have planned. He has no right. Idea. He's no clue. That is such a what a phony response to a pick right there. That's exactly what I was hoping you would do. All right, I am going to go ahead and not be stupid here. I'm going to take uh, Corey Seager first. Did you guys not hear that? No, we didn't hear that. You kind of cut out for Corey a second. Corey Seager. Corey Seager. Oh, nice. you, you snatched my guy. Oh, yeah. Look, look, Colin. He's now trying to make me feel good about my job. Oh, it's all in my game. <laughs> There's a lot of good it's options fake. at shortstop. You guys will be fine. Um yeah, who are you going back to back there? Let me see my options. There's a position that I think really isn't good. Or do I just <laughs> let me see. no? Because I'm happy with either. Okay, sorry. I got to take. I'll take. Um, give me. Wow. So now it becomes where are we thin. Um, so I'm punting that position. I'm already talking about punting positions. Uh, give me Juan Soto. Juan Soto in left field. Colin, right back to you. I feel like I just took a huge risk there. Come on. Mm. Gosh. I'm going to take... Manny Machado at third base. That's a good pick. Manny Machado. I'm going to take him. Great I mean, pick. he's just still a stud. Uh, unbelievable. Still Defense, a stud. Offense. All the above. Still has it. Won't stop. Yeah, I'm going to make. I'm going to lock in my guy here mm-hmm. for for that same position, and I'm going to snag Austin Riley for third base. Pick. Good one. Oh boy! So we're back at you, Colin. I know we're moving oh, quick here. I like being in the middle. Yeah, like, being in the middle is great. 
That was a no, tough wait, one to hold say. on, Trevor. You get a second pick. Sorry. Trev's messing up his own draft. I am messing up Nate, my own draft. You got lost in the snake. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. <laughs> Did I mess that up already? No. No. So we're nope. good now. Okay. Yep. So I have Austin Riley at third base. Wait, actually, yeah, you did. You only picked once in round two. That's okay. Take two more guys. Good podcasting. Good podcasting. Just brutal. We got lost in the snake. We got lost in the snake. It's it's tough. (laughs) It'll sneak up on you. You're over here worried about what Colin's drafting and trying to play mind games instead of taking You're not even going to end up with the right amount of guys on your team. That's his fault. It's true. That's his fault. That is it is. True. You shouldn't give him the extra pick, but I will. No, you don't give no, me the extra pick. pick. I don't, yeah, no, that's fine. Take your we'll, pick. We'll sneak take, it in there. Take your two picks. All right. So I am going to now. I'm now. I'm all out of whack. I'm right taking now. myself for when we do the position or the yeah. pitcher players. I'm doing myself one I'm taking. <laughs> Colin Palouse. You're ruining my draft strategy, Colin. Not <laughs> wait. Yes, yeah. JT you know. every day. We're gonna need a rookie pitcher. So I am going to pick Vlad Jr. at nice. first base. And then you're saying I get one more here too? Yeah, I'm gonna give you another one. Okay. Because I'm I'm a liability when it comes to paying attention. Luis Arias, is that who I'm taking? At second, um, I don't know. Ooh, Are you that's talking about second good. base? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Well, you never know. You with I... the Marlins, you could be taking for. Um, who knows? Taking Zach Gell off at of second base. Zach. <laughs> Shout out to the teammate. Shout, Shout out. That'll be on Team Israel. Love it. That is actually really cool. Who would? I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna kick off the prospects ranks here. We're we're gonna go with a rookie here in left field, and I'm gonna go with Jordan Walker. Good pick. Nice. Good one. Him for my okay. Uh, okay. For my rookie, there. It's a great pick. Don't throw him fastballs, belt high. <laughs> That's what I like <laughs> to hear. Wall. Have you learned I, that the hard way or at what? At 170 miles an hour, will be smoked. <laughs> Good dude, dude. Good dude. All right, back to me. Yes, back to you. Who do I got? I got first base, second base, shortstop, left field, and center field. What am I doing? Why? Julio Rodriguez. Come on. There you go. I'm waiting. Go. What am I waiting for? That's your guy. That is. He was. He was not. Was tough. I, I thought about taking him like four times. Um, he's not rookie eligible, right? No, no, he's not. Nope. Okay, no, he's not. Unfortunately. Right, so Dan, right. we're back to you for perfect. two. Yep. Um, now I just got to make a decision on a position that I just don't think is very good. So I'll take Jose Altuve because I do think he's still the Smart. best one. But he is the I, best one. Is there a second base problem in Major League Baseball, or am I yes. missing some guys? I mean, well, look, Jazz Chisholm moved off the position. Right, and you have a bunch of just meh. Right, a bunch of meh. It's tough. Um, it is tough. Oh, you get another one. I know. This is 
and this is where I kind of feel like I can just go anywhere. Um, wow. Go with your gut. Come on. Yeah, I guess I'll take uh give me Yeah, give me Bryce Harper at DH, please. Nice. Bryce Harper at DH. I like it. Yeah. Back to you, Back to Colin. Me. Hmm. Dude, second base. But that one. Short stops. First baseman. Hmm. I'm going to go Paul Goldschmidt, first base. I like it. Can't go like wrong. It. Can't go wrong. Reigning MVP. Born in Delaware, fun fact. I actually did not know that. Yeah, moved when he that? was like how old? Three, no. maybe? Very young. Very, very young. So I guess we can claim him as one of our own up here. Sure, why not? <laughs> so I'm going to knock out the second base position and go with Andres Jimenez. Great pick. And Love him. Get a guy there. And then... This was a position I was kind of tossing and turning on already, so I, I guess I got to go get get a guy, and because Dan stole my my love affection at this position, so <laughs> we're gonna have to go with. I can't I, I can't sell my soul because anybody who's listening to this podcast already knows I'm I'm down on that contract. So <laughs> sell your soul, dude. You're the best one available, and you know it. How much How much of my ego can I swallow here? And just lean and in and do it. He's the best available. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, we're going Trey Turner at shortstop. Solid. It didn't hurt so bad, did it? No, it hurt. Only hurt a little bit. Um, All right. We're right back at Colin. Colin. I'm going to go with my rookie one here. I'm just trying to think of between two guys here. Pitched against both of them, so I'm trying to see which one hit the ball harder off me to you know justify. <laughs> <laughs> ah, heck. Mm. Did Colin How about this one? How about, a, he did not. How, about a, how about a James Outman? Left field. There you go. Ooh, Thoughts? There's your rookie. How's that one? There we go. That's awesome. There That's you a good go. Pick. Um, I like that one. I get two here, and it doesn't matter. I know who both are going to be. Give me in. Go Byron Buxton in center, and I will go Jose nice. Ramirez at third. Nice. I love Jose Ramirez. He's one of my favorite players in all of baseball. So thank you guys for leaving him on the board for me. Stud. It's tough not to take Arenado in that situation, but I'm just picking with my heart. Alrighty. Mm. I like the Ramirez pick, though. Oh, he's awesome. Ramirez brings a little bit more offensive value than Mm -hmm. Arenado does. Arenado's got the glove. That makes him a little bit more valuable in the war standards, but Jose Ramirez brings brings a ton of the table offensively. Who's going to be turning all of my double plays? <laughs> we, play, we play really average. We play like – I have a weird defensive team because we got some holes, but we got some really good defenders. Like two-thirds of our outfield is the- super athletic, 
and then left field's a, a problem. And then the left side of my, my infield is like guys who should be better at playing defense. Yeah. But a little hard. bit. A little bit. Oh, man. Well, at least when you spell Juan Soto, when Harper gets his arm back healthy, you could you could put him out there. You yeah. Swap him. Harper's probably a little bit better than Soto in the outfield. I just don't think yeah. Soto cares about playing defense ever. Which is fair. <laughs> All righty. Oh, heck. Uh-oh, Who Colin. do I want to play shortstop? Take your second baseman first. For <laughs> position, I f- that was very hard to come yeah, up with. Yeah, it's deep. Shortstop. I think it's pretty deep. It's very deep. It's just it's uh, your preference. I'm going to take... Mm, I'm going to take Bo Bichette. At shortstop, wow! That was my second. That's who I was going to go, go with, with him instead of Trey. Turner, I like him. So not young, that far off. Still young. Yeah, I like fire, it. Fast twitch. Like, I mean, I'm just shocked. No one's very took athletic Wander. shortstop. I think is my surprise, honestly. Who? That no one took Wander. Well, we released him during our other, we did. other hey. week. We did. I got called a bum on TikTok. <laughs> that was that's my burner you know account, we, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, that's Dan's burner account. He told me I was a. He said, "You bum, Julio's going to be the face of baseball." It's exactly which. So maybe it was Dan's burner account. So do, is it me for two? Yeah, Here. last two right field. And yeah, catcher. yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr. in right field. Nice. And Will, Will Smith at catcher. Solid. Trevor, you got so a good, back, you got a good team. Your team's weird too because you're you're weak on the left side of the infield as well. Yeah, of course. And then like I really athletic and right baseman. right and center. Really good. Cool. Back to you, Colin, for the last pick. Whoa, I'm gonna take oh, for base. your last pick. So my last guy. I'm going to take Marcus Simeon at second. I know right. last year was a struggle, but I feel like everybody has seen the player yeah. he can be. So He's had one of the most interesting careers that I can think of, honestly, in a long time. I like him. I think he's good I like him there. a lot, and the power's real, and he can hit. but It's there. He's very – he is hot and cold years. Like He is years yeah, last, like bad. Last year was a struggle. He's, wasn't he third in the MVP voting the one year? Mm-hmm. Was it his last year in Oakland? Oh, yeah. Or was it his year in, in Chicago? It was his. I think it was his year. It was in Toronto. Toronto. That's what it was. He was. Okay, he so. went off in Toronto. And like that's a weird thing too. You don't think of Mar- Marcus Simeon's been on four teams in the AL, right? Mm-hmm. White Sox, A's, Blue Jays. Has he Rangers? been on the White Sox? Blue Jays. Hasn't he? I don't think so. No. I thought no, he went from Oakland to. The Blue Jays, unless he signed, did he sign a free agent contract with the Blue Jays? Yeah, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe yeah, he came up with the White Sox. Okay, I thought. So. Oh, really? He only played 85 career games with the White Sox. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know he came up with the White Sox. Yeah, okay, I thought so. I'm glad that I'm not going crazy. I mean, he wasn't very good then, but then, like, if you remember in Oakland, like the one year he led the league in airs. Yeah, at short. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it was. He finished third in the MVP voting twice, in 19 with Oakland and 21 with Toronto. That's crazy. Crazy, yeah. Underrated. Odd, odd number Underrated years, play. 23. 23. Yeah, he's coming. That's a good call. He's coming. 
Dan and he with led first the league base, in at bats last you're, year. You're taking Reese Hoskins. No, I got to take a rookie. Can you guys guess who I'm going with? <laughs> I forgot you hadn't taken a rookie. I, if you would have said like, no, Matt I planned Olsen, it out this way, like, and it might tank my draft. But uh, friend of the pod, give me Matt Mervis. Nice, <laughs> love that. Let's go. Good one. There we go. Let's go. All right. So I like camp it. with him. All right. I'm going to read through everybody's team here, um, and then we're all going to take about a minute or two to talk about what we like about our team, why we thought this guy would be an asset, and and then we'll transition right into the starting pitchers. So uh, for Colin's team, we got JT Real Muto catching, Paul Goldschmidt at first, Marcus Simeon at second, Manny Machado at third, Bo Bichette at short, James Outman as his rookie in left field, Julio Rodriguez in center, Aaron Judge in right field, and Shohei Otani, DH, and Colin. How do you feel about that team, and, and what made you go with those guys when you when you drafted? We are really good. <laughs> I love it. That's all you I mean, it couldn't say. go wrong with Shohei. I mean, gosh, like just freak of nature. Then back it up. I mean, I say back it up. We got Aaron Judge, who just came off of probably one of the best seasons anybody's ever. really had ever followed by, I mean, rookie of the year, Julio Rodriguez. I mean that, I mean, and James Altman in the outfield. How about that outfield stacked? Yeah. I love stacked. it. Remember the first time playing against great Lake looms and James Altman steps in the box. I'm like, it's big physical kid first, but I mean, first at bat pops it up the center, like 104. I'm like, Oh gosh, I think he's pretty good. Next time we go to his place, back-to-back home runs, I start the game off to so whoever Ooh. the leadoff guy was, and then back to him. I was like, gosh, dang. Where did so, he get you? Where did he, where did he hit it to? Uh, it was 2-1 fastball, belt high, crushed at the right center. To right Smell center. You. Gone. You got it. He How, what was the exit it. velo on that? I don't know. I'd love to look back at it because it probably didn't register. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then going Bo Bichette, I mean – I feel like every time like I'm on Twitter or something, I see like his at bats and he's just fouling pitches off, fouling pitches off, battling every single at bat, just young kid, athletic at shortstop. I mean, I feel like I couldn't go wrong. And then I mean Manny Machado, I mean we all know, just consistent year after year, really good. Uh Marcus Simeon, I think I mean big risk, I feel like, after last year, but hey, like we said, odd years, maybe twenty three, you know, nineteen to twenty one, now twenty three is his year, so we'll see. Uh, Goldschmidt, just solid staple at first base every year, stud. And uh, just as a pitcher and watching a lot of Phillies games, I mean, just having JT behind the plate, unbelievable. Cannon of an arm has a, you know, for all those kids out there that think they have one seven five pop times, you don't. <laughs> JT Ramuto is the best catcher in baseball, and he is averaging what? One, one nine. In one game. nine? Throwing 86 down there? So... On the money. You don't have a one seven kiddos, but love my team. Nah, team's loaded. So as we get to team Dan, we have Adley Rutschman doing the catching. Matt Mervis at first base, Jose Altuve at second, Jose Ramirez at third, Corey Seager at shortstop, Juan Soto in left, Byron Buxton in center, Mookie Betts in right, and Bryce Harper as his DH. Dan, how do you feel about your team? I like it. I think it's a good squad. I, again, like I said a couple minutes ago, it's uh, two-thirds of our outfield is freakishly athletic. 
um, in Buxton and, and Betts. And then uh, the left side of the infield, we went with the sticks. And then uh, Adley Rushman's like the best young catcher in baseball, and he's going to be good for a long time. I think it's a good team. I'm happy with this how this turned out. And lastly, with my team, we have Will Smith doing the catching, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at first base, Andres Jimenez at second, Austin Riley at third, Trey Turner at short, Jordan Walker in left, Mike Trout in center, Ronald Acuna Jr. in right, and Jordan Alvarez at DH. You know, when I look at my team, I feel like I have two of the best hitters in the league right off the bat, Mike Trout and Jordan Alvarez. Obviously, Ronald Acuna was banged up last year, but when he's healthy and when he's playing, he's probably one of the most dynamic players in the game. Jordan Walker, I'm super fired up about. I love power guys when they make their debut because they usually light the world on fire and then guys kind of try to have to figure out what's what's wrong with them. Remember Reese Hoskins, remember Gary Sanchez, those guys lit the world on fire when they debuted and then people have to adjust. Obviously my feelings about Trey Turner in 11 years, but thankfully I'm not signing him for 11 years. I'm signing him for 2023. So he's still one of the most dynamic players (laughs) in the game. He's going to hit for average. He'll flash some power. Austin Riley is the unsung hero in Atlanta. That's pretty much enough said MVP candidate year in, year out. Andres Jimenez blew up last year. I think, um, you know, obviously playing with the Guardians, it's not as uh, well known, but dude was playing like an MVP candidate. And if he takes another step forward this year, him and Jose Ramirez are going to be a pretty good dynamic duo in, in Cleveland there. Vlad Jr. is a stud, and and Will Smith, I think, is just the underrated best player on the Dodgers where he's just there. He does it. He's Mr. Consistency. He provide, He's really good behind the plate, and obviously he hits with the stick as well. So I'm um, pretty excited about that group of guys. And Dan and Colin, we'll, we'll figure out what, how we want to grade this out. We have our teams now. It would have been nice to know what it would be, but um, and we'll try to figure out a way to, to see which team ends up performing the best throughout the year. Can I say two things about this? One, I think this proves like where the game of baseball is and that it's in a really good place. And like I know this is such an unfun way to, to put this out there because we should be arguing about who has the best team, but like, look at these teams. Like, there's enough yeah. stars to go around to build, like, three lineups that are just ridiculous and essentially all-star teams. And also, I think our bias shows through. There's not one – I don't think there's one New York Met on here, is there? because <laughs> we haven't gotten to the pitching staff yet. We haven't done pitching, but there's not one single Met on this list. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> not sorry. Uh I mean, let let who would we, we have don't put? value Francisco I mean, Lindor. We don't value Brandon Nimmo very high, but yeah, Francisco Lindor. I wasn't picking Jeff McNeil. I'm glad neither of you guys did. I was absolutely between, not. I was between Alonzo and Goldschmidt for about a second. So Alonzo and Lindor, I can understand. Both positions are very deep. I think Dan, if he didn't have to go Mervis, would have went Olsen over Alonzo anyway. Darn right, I would have. How did we not pick Eduardo Escobar? That's yeah, That one right. beats me. That one right. beats me. Yeah, Darren Brandon Nimmo. And then who's playing left and or right? Starling Marte had a really good year last year. Just a lot of really good players, I guess. Canna, Mark the best Canna, way. right? He's still yeah. there. Just not top three at their position good, I guess, is the best way to describe it. I also probably, in all reality, would have went Freddie Freeman. but Yes, true. 
Good one, dude. Or, and I probably would have went Ty France before Pete Alonzo, but that's just because go M. <laughs> that's just, just here Just to have Dave Sims be my play-by-play guy and yell Frenchie. Frenchie. Uh, that's classic. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so are we ready to go into pitchers too? I know we went through the position players a little bit quicker, but we got same thing on pitching staffs. We got seven starting pitching slots, so there's probably going to be a little bit more debate. We have 21 of the same position, um, so it's definitely going to get a little bit deeper. Maybe we can take some flyers here, and then obviously we each have to pick one guy with rookie eligibility um, to be a pitcher on our staff. So um, Colin Palouse is an option for this. Um, (laughs) He could be. Come on. (laughs) Colin's like, come on, I'm trying to win this thing. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, not yet. All right, so we'll do the we'll do the draft order here, and I, I'm about to turn my screen around just to make sure everybody knows that I am clicking on it. So, and <laughs> no shot. I can't. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. Who cares? Just keep the same order. Honestly, just keep the same order. I like the free slot. Colin Don't lie. You didn't change slot. the screen. You didn't refresh it. You just, you just, <laughs> looked, you just looked at it. <laughs> Click the button and spun my laptop around because I had a feeling that was going to happen. Go ahead I don't even take want my the favorite picture. 1-1. One, one. Go ahead. Take him. All right. So 1-1, one, one, we have Corbin yep. Burns. Yep. Go ahead. I'll recover. And at second, we're going to go Colin here. I think I can make this pick for Colin. I think you guys know who I'm picking. Are you going with the same guy who picks first? Show him. <laughs> I'm going the GOAT, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, there that's where go. I figured he would go. Oh, is it? In mind game that you're playing mind games too? No, no, yeah, no, no, see? no, no. I just know that see? you're There's nothing wrong with that pick. No mind games. No mind games. <laughs> wow, this puts me in a pickle. Dan, back um, to back for you. Yeah, and it's tough. Oh, man. I really wanted Corbin Burns. I'm not going to lie. Now I'm struggling. Can I put the Grom uh, on like number five, too, on like the fifth day? So, you know, I get him <laughs> twice. <laughs> um, give me. Give me Sandy Alcantara. Nice. Ooh. He's just and really, he's Dan really for good. for you for one more. Yep, me for one more. Um, oh, man. I honestly kind of think this guy's <laughs> underrated, and I know there's going to be a lot of Mets fans out there who think I'm an idiot for not taking one of their big two, but I don't like 40-year-old pitchers. I'm sorry. I never will. If this was six years ago, I would take both of them. But give me Julio Arias, please. I've been a Julio Arias guy for forever. I think he's underrated. Colin, yeah. back to you. Mm. Ooh, Spencer Strider. Good nice. pick. I mean, just love the way he throws the ball. Yeah, it's just good. magical. Just 98 on the black. <laughs> so good. And the stash. I mean, yeah, yeah, and the stash is the quads. Just quadzilla is coming for you. 
So back to me for two. We're going to do this correctly the first time. <laughs> we're going to take Zach Wheeler in the next slot. And then we're going to follow it up with, I don't like 40-year-old starters, but I do like this guy a lot, Max Scherzer. Back to Conley. I couldn't hang on any longer without picking either one of them. I kind of just didn't want to seclude half of New York from our podcast. But who knows? <laughs> maybe not- that would actually grow our podcast. Watch, because everybody watch would be like, me. You guys are idiots. You're so watch stupid. Me exclude half of, watch me exclude half of New York. <laughs> Colin, back to All you. Right. Day one, you got a power arm. Day two, another power arm from the right side. I'm going to go with the left here. How about Shane McClanahan? Oh, good pick. Good I guys, love his, all the guys his I want. change, split, whatever he calls it, at 90 miles an hour. It is yeah easy. Oh, you like it easy 100 miles per hour? It is awesome. Awesome. Dan, back to you for two. Look, give me <laughs> you're gonna, give me. This is such a Phillies fan pick. Look, I had to sit through it. Give me both the Astros starters, who, please. Who was the you. first one there? Give Who's me both the, the Astros one? starters. Both. Oh. Give me Fram. Give me Christian Javier and, and, and Framber, please. <laughs> I just, nice. I mean, I love these guys and Christian Javier. I mean, that fastball is incredible to watch. Just sign so. an extension. He did yeah, today. For way less mm-hmm. than you'd are. Again, like when you just look at the two teams, like the Astros are signing Framber Valdez for $64 million total over five years, and the Padres are going to pay you Darvish until he's 42. Yeah, good. Incredible. Make it make Develop sense. Develop your own starters. All right, back to you, Colin, for one. Mm-hmm. Who's my four? Can you just imagine like your like weekend rotation is just a Grom Strider McClanahan? I mean, gosh. Yeah, you don't see a fastball under a hundred. Yeah. Saw a thing the other day about McClanahan's changeup that was pretty interesting. It was a lot firmer than most people's, and he could probably kill some more spin on it, but it was still so effective last year that it's like it doesn't even matter. Solid video. It's like a little split change. Yeah, it's wild. Incredible. Yeah, he's so good. With my number four guy, I've always liked Aaron Nola. I liked watching him at LSU all those years, and now just the past few years, he's just been a workhorse every year. And, yeah, I'm going with him. I love it. So I want to take the man, the myth, the legend, Shohei Otani here um, and take – his stuff is obviously elite. I wish I could have him as a hitter too, but you know we can't all get what we want. Uh, that's, too, that's bad. Kind of okay. too bad. I got him. Too bad. And then <laughs> second here. I mean, do I have to? Do I want to? That's the real question here. I really don't want to, so we're not going to. Do I'm going to go with Dylan Cease. We're so we're so stubborn. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's not a bit, people. I promise this isn't a bit. This is just us being our true selves. <laughs> Colin, you're Look, our only you're, hope. I can't do it. I can't go get through another on the internet. I don't want you on my team. Sorry, <laughs> Colin. You're up for your fifth pick. Taking Rodon. <laughs> 
Come on. <laughs> Carlos this, power on. this is great. Uh, <sighs> I'm really liking the way my pitching staff is shaping up, even though you guys have taken a lot of people that I want. And I'm going to honestly have to leave someone I really like off this list, I think, which is pretty disappointing. Um. I've kind of tried to sit back here and let you guys play the board for me. I probably should have taken Shohei last time. I went with Framber. So I'm going to go with I'll, – I'll make the other half happy. Give me Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, really good. I like him now that he's my fifth pick. Um, I like him a lot more. I know he's going to throw belt high fastballs at 97 once in a while for what he reason. I don't know. But – and then give me um, give me Brandon Woodruff. He's going to be healthy you, this year. Oh, I think because he nice. pitches with Corbin Burns, people forget how good he is. Brandon Woodruff's nuts, and he probably is a good value pick for Cy Young for those of you who like to uh, dabble, dabble in gambling. In, in the gambling world. Yeah. Colin, back to you for your sixth pick. Taking Kevin Gosman. The splitter <laughs> is one of the best pitches. Ever, <laughs> I love it, Trevor. This, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm taking Max Freed and Shane Bieber. This is unbelievable. Oh, where's the rookie arm? Yeah, oh, well, here we go. Here come the rookies. Oh, okay, oh, so yeah, no Trevor, rookie. Oh, I have first pick on rookie, and that actually just made my life easier. Grayson Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, nice. Thanks. I Good forgot. One. Colin, back to you. <laughs> no, Justin Verlander. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe go it. Rookie here, Colin. Uh, Bobby Miller talking about ah, come on, ha ha! You guys are really gonna make me take a rookie in this with my sixth pick. Yes. There's a guy right around the corner from here who uh, you could definitely pick here. There's a lot of people that I could I could. Uh, um, I'm trying to get verification on something. Uh, oh, okay. So my next. And he pick takes burned. Colin Palouse. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> burned his rookie. I was trying to see if George Kirby burned his rookie eligibility. Um, which unfortunately he did. Uh, so I could be a homer right now, and I could take Andrew Painter, who's gonna break camp. Um, he throws easy ninety nine. He's six foot seven. He's gonna be in the Phillies rotation, and he's gonna be one of the most hyped rookie pitchers probably in baseball next year. I would say it's him or Grayson Rodriguez. Right, he's the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball. I as I, I wasn't going to take him, but as I'm saying this, I think I just talked myself into taking him. Um, I was going to go off the cuff and take Jared Schuster, but um, just because I feel like there's always a Braves rookie that just pops up, and next thing you know, he's a rookie of the year. Uh, I feel like it happens every single year, whether it's Strider, Freed, Soroka, uh, Ian Anderson. Like it, There's just a, a rookie Braves pitcher that does that. So Schuster would be a really good pick, but Andrew Love Painter's it. number one pitching prospect in baseball, so... I guess I'll take him. You just made your Wake Forest alum proud. Yes. Um, go, and then with the, 
good. Hey, with real quick. I'm sorry. Real quick. Uh, this is a PSA. I'm going off the cuff now. You've lost me, Trevor, when we didn't take Verlander. That's got me off the cuff. Uh, I sit here with a proud Wake Forest Demon Deacons alumni. Can we fix our home whites? We're walking around in <laughs> Times New Roman size 10 font Demon Can't Deacons on the front of our jerseys. Come it's on, horrible. Deeks. And again, like I said to these guys the other night, I'm, I will let the – the Wake Forest logo go on the pants. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of it. I'm okay with it. Is if we can fix the tops, what are we doing? They're too small. It's brutal. Can't read it. Can't read it. I guess it doesn't matter with how loaded that team is going to be this year. No, it doesn't matter when you're winning Roll games. It's all, right, you look good if you're winning games. But I'm just saying, do better with the home whites. That's all I ask. I'll call Tony Joyce, the equipment guy. Tell him. Up the Thank size you. a little bit and send me a care package, please. In a couple years, <laughs> yeah. Then the backside ground balls pot yeah, a care package. A couple big larges fans. in there. Trev yeah. and I will be in Winston Salem this yeah. summer the, or this the spring. Backside Sorry. ground balls will come to a game live. We'll try to get a in person interview with like the the fifth man in the bullpen um, or something like that. Or something we'll go hang out in somebody's dorm or whatever. But two things. Brady picked Justin Verlander. He was distraught in the living room hearing that we didn't pick Justin Verlander <laughs> if you didn't if you didn't catch a peep of, of him going nuts. And then That's the what issue. we're gonna say is if Justin Verlander wins the NL Cy Young, Dan, Colin, and I will pitch in for a nice steak dinner for our good friend and listener of the pod, Brendan Murphy, as his, and he will represent the New York Mets. So we'll put that in a recorded platform here. Um, I won't tell him that, so I'll make sure he has to listen to this episode <laughs> to find that out. But because we we were so uh, we had so much animosity to our good friends up there in Queens, we'll uh, we'll put a slot on here for Justin Verlander under New York Mets, and <laughs> then uh, quickly we'll go into we have five bull. Well, actually, let's let's get roll through what everybody has. So for Colin, we have Jacob DeGrom as the one, Spencer Strider as the two, Shane McClanahan as the three, Aaron Nola as the four, Carlos Rodon as the five, Kevin Gaussman as the six, and Bobby Miller as the seven as his rookie arm. Colin, where where are we thinking there and, and how proud of you are of that club? I don't know if you guys can tell, but from position players, power, and now over to the pitchers, power arms. Vlad Avilo, and I love it. You got a mix of lefties in there, you know, with McClanahan and Rodon, but both just power arms. I mean, gosh. You have one guy who it. throws under 100. We got Kevin Gosselin, right? He's no, no, Aaron Nola. Yeah. Have you seen that stat with Aaron Nola? Was it he's thrown like 10 pitches yes. above 96 and three or four of them into his brother? <laughs> Yes. Really? Love, yeah, love that's pretty cool. Love that. But love my team that's, or love my staff. That's good. I mean, that's I a heck of that. a week. That's an easy week of coaching on my end. Just hey. Yes. Yeah, we doing the long tossing? All right. Yeah. Cool. I'll just take watch. the ball. I'll just watch. Take, take the, the ball. ball. You got a bullpen? Cool. All right, I'll just watch. So Dan, you got reigning NL Cy Young winner, Sandy Alcantara, Julio Arias. Christian Javier, Framber Valdez, Garrett Cole, Brandon Woodruff, Andrew Painter. Dan, I couldn't tell if you were drafting for the Dominican Republic team for the World Baseball Classic <laughs> through the first four picks there. But how Sorry, do you feel Julio about Arias that? from Mexico. <laughs> okay. <Yes. laughs> 
<laughs> rolling out the ball and, and giving the ball to a couple studs there. How are we feeling? I, I picked with my heart clearly here, I think. Um, I got outmaneuvered a little bit. I probably should have taken Otani, um, but I loved, I, like, I picked all guys that I love outside of Garrett Cole. The only reason I took Cole is because I felt like I had gotten outmaneuvered with the Otani thing. Um, everyone else, awesome. Um, and they all kind of do different things, which is fun. We got a lot of differentiality here on this pitching staff. Keep guys off balance. There's no doubt about that. And then lastly for my team, we have Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, Max Scherzer, Shohei Otani, Dylan Cease, Max Freed, and Grayson Rodriguez. So um, obviously those guys are all pretty darn good. All these guys that we've all named are pretty darn good. So um, it would not be a fun week. I'm super excited to see what Grayson Rodriguez does this year. Being a rookie pitcher is hard, but the Orioles have done such a good job with their pitching staff that I'm excited for them to actually get a really talented arm on that big league roster and see what they can do with them. So um, any closing thoughts on the starting pitchers? No. I can't believe no. he left out Verlander still. Oh, man. I he was, don't drafted, like he was swooped up by the Mets. Don't worry. <laughs> he'll be okay. He'll hear about – he'll probably use it as bulletin material. Trevor, so, you pick first again. Keep the draft order. Keep the draft order here. All right. Well, we're going into five <laughs> bullpen arms. This is where I think it's just going to get completely wild because we could go completely off the grid. And the way bullpen arms work in the major leagues is just random guys come out of nowhere on a year-to-year basis. So um, that's what's going to make this so hard as we pick through 15 of these guys. But we're going to try our best to uh, – to pick some guys. There's going to be no rookie eligible arms on here. We do not have to pick a rookie Thank eligible. God. Arm. I mean, I was going to pick Garrett Acton, but okay. Okay. Um, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. Friend of the so pod. for my first pick, um, this is just really tough, but we're going to give, give some love to our friends in Queens and we're going to go with Edwin <laughs> Diaz. Uh, it's hard to pass on him. <laughs> a little bit harder to pass on him than the 40-year-old. Uh, all right, back to me. I'm going Emmanuel Clausus. I mean, gosh, Come on. A cutter at 100 miles an hour? It doesn't make sense. It's impossible Colin, to hit. It makes that, no sense. That's airbender. That's airbender stuff. Oh, it's so – it's incredible. It makes no sense. Dan, we're coming to you for two. And Dan oh. says the whole Houston Astros bullpen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could not go wrong with that. Literally, no. you would be totally fine with that. The top five Rel- guys in the Astros bullpen. Thanks. Draft, I'm Take done. Take them all. You guys Draft have a good over. weekend. I'm out. Um, no, I'm going to go. You want to talk about Airbender? I'm going to go with my first pick. I'm going to take a guy who might have my favorite pitch in baseball. If it's not Classe's cutter, it's Devin Williams' changeup. I had that. I had that typed out before you. That was my what you were next saying. dude, man. Ugh. And you're following that. I feel like the top three were easy in this position. Now we're following it up with some weird stuff. Let's see Into what the you got nitty for gritty four. Here. Yeah. Now, now I don't know what to do. Um, This is where it gets hard because, again, you can kind of go anywhere. Um, My bias is really coming through on tonight's episode, and I hope everyone's everyone's okay with that because I – 
I know, there's another arm on here that's probably just a smart pick that I should take that I don't like, but I'll I'll do it. Actually, I'm really struggling with this, guys. I apologize. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, do I pick with my heart or do I pick with my head? I guess I'll do it. We'll just recreate the bullpen that they had in Milwaukee for so many years that didn't get them anywhere. As long as Juan Soto's not up. We'll, we'll throw Josh Hader out there. Yeah, and a sprinkler yes. head in the outfield. <laughs> Colin, we're, we're, we're coming back. You to know what's funny? Expert. The three most important people in that play are all on the same team. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, and different teams now. It's not like, I mean, obviously, Grisham and Hader were on the Brewers at the time, but now yeah. they're all on the Padres with Soto. Yeah, that's crazy. How about this one? How about Felix Batista? Good I, love that I almost picked him. I almost That's almost what I went with instead of Hader. I mean, just I who, throws a, who throws a splitter at 92 besides – not going to name – never mind. He's really good. <laughs> He's very good. He is very, very, very good. So for my two picks, I was hoping he was going to sneak a little. Now i got to be a little bit more aggressive with the guys I like, apparently. Well, first I'm going to go with Pete Fairbanks. He's a guy who I think is just a ticking time bomb. Waiting to go off uh, like it. this like next it. year. He's got elite stuff. He punches out like 31 per nine. It doesn't even make sense. Um, he just adds a couple for good measure because nobody can touch his stuff. And then for my next pick, I am going to go. It sucks because I know who I'm trying to be reminded of what his name is, so I might just skip on that, and we'll just go with another guy in that same bullpen. And we'll you don't remember with... the player's name that you want to draft? Yeah, because I'm drawing. Can't a pick blank. him then. Ryan Ryan Stanek. There it is. <laughs> Ryan Stanek throws absolute smoke. So our, and he well, not that Ryan Stanek. Now you know Dusty Baker's not the only one who forgets about you. <laughs> Trevor does too, because your usage makes no sense. He should throw, he should throw all the time, but yes, he's gross. So, um, Colin, we're back to you for the third pick. Ooh. I like this one. This one can go. The relievers can go anywhere. Oh man, how about Clay Holmes? There you pick. go. Turbo sinkers. Who will you guys not draft out of the guys I want? That's all I'm trying to think about right now because this is getting a little competitive. Okay, I think I can sneak him in last. Give me Johan Duran. He throws yeah, 103 mile an hour sinkers. It's stupid. I don't know how it makes sense. Um, That's what I was hinting to if you couldn't have told about Batista's mm. splitter. He's the only guy yeah. that throws a splitter harder than 90. Yeah, it's Duran. Ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, well, there's a lot and, of split fingers already. Can you, again, can you tell yeah. what our podcast prefers? There's <laughs> three guys who a lot of people might not know who they are that all throw very hard split fingers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then this next one, uh, Trevor said it weird. Tell me what pitch he throws a lot. Uh, <laughs> Trevor said he wasn't lying when he said, I take the Astros bullpen. Give me Rafael Montero. <laughs> It's another nice. demon split finger fastball that comes off of 98-99 from a funky slot, too. Nobody has taken probably the best pitcher that people <laughs> would know in the Astros bullpen yet. 
<laughs> We're building off stuff here. We are building all off of stuff. Back to me or just Trev? Yes, back to you. Oh, this is tough. See if you guys like this one. one of the guys I want, so I don't have to decide. How about this one? How about a Jason Adam? Team USA, Jason Adam. Awesome. How's that one? It's awesome. I mean, he was unbelievable last year. Unbelievable. talked about him. He was a top 10 reliever probably. No, for sure. So I'm going to have to go with the other guy in the Astros bullpen at this point and go with Ryan Presley because he's still really good. Um, But he's the least fun. He is the least fun, and everybody knows about him, so it makes it even less fun from that standpoint. And then for my last pick, I'm going to go with a mouth-breathing, psychopath, (laughs) son of a gun, in James Karen chat. Yep. <laughs> Good pick. Reliever is probably the most eight. fun I've had doing this tonight. Oh, by far, because we could actually like go off one. the grid. <laughs> and back to Colin for pick number five. My last guy. This is my last guy. Oh, man. <laughs> I just had him on my mind. Why am I blanking? Uh-oh. Colin's doing the thing where Trevor forgets Giants, to play his uh, game. Camilio Gi- Duvall? Uh, Duvall, yeah. Camilo oh, Duvall? Smoke. 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 In case you guys don't have a notice, we like VLO. And split fingers. And split fingers that fall off the face of the earth at 95 miles an hour. Could you imagine catching one of these dudes like 40-foot flats? No like pitcher to pitcher, like you squat and, down and like he's like this, and I'm like, no, don't do it. I'm not catching sh- it. Short story: I had a kid with the A's, Wanison, uh Charles. He's with the Orioles now, and I played catch with him in COVID spring training. And this dude throws 97 to 102, and he was learning <laughs> a splitter. And I had the opportunity to catch him while he was learning this splitter. So oh, what a blast. I mean, my hand hurt so bad trying to catch these 60 foot, 90 mile an hour splitters from this six foot six dude. That's awesome. Holy crap. What a blast. Just, just know the rate the A's did it first. So when he's an elite pitcher with the Orioles at some point, just Can I give that. an honorable mention after I make my last pick. We could make plenty of honorable mentions. I could do honorable mentions with bullpen. All right, so I'm going to stick with the stuff thing. Everyone's last impression of him should probably leave a bitter taste in your mouth. He had a blow-up, blown save in the, in the ninth inning of a game. In the wild card round, uh, Ryan Helsley, his stuff is ridiculous. There's another guy that's throwing 102-mile-an-hour bowling balls. Um, he's really good in an unbelievable year with the Cardinals last year. He was an all-star. He's fantastic. Obviously, in the wild card round, he, he blew a save against the Phillies, <clears throat> put the Cardinals in a really bad spot. But I mean, he's gross. Honorable mention: Can I, I like just give one. a shout out to a guy who I almost picked? And the only reason I didn't is because his numbers are down. But he deserves love because I don't think hardly anyone gives him love out there. And he's had unbelievable numbers the three previous years of last year. And last year, don't get me wrong, his numbers were fantastic. He was the best pitcher in this team's bullpen by far. He's been their best pitcher. He's probably been their best overall pitcher. <laughs> for the last couple of years, but Scott Barlow is 
like freakish and people don't know it because you don't know setup guys from the Kansas City Royals right now but he last year was the first year he had a, a, a K per nine under 10 last year he lost a little bit of velo which is kind of a worrisome thing a sinker in 21 I think averaged 96 miles an hour last year it averaged about 94 he just used his curveball a lot more which was one of the best curveballs in baseball the previous like three years um, which people don't know about, don't realize. And then he lost a little bit of vertical break on the curveball last year, which I think is what kind of hurt him a bit, and along with the velo drop. But, like, Scott Barlow is insane and does not get nearly enough love. So if I had a sixth slot, it would probably go to him. Colin, you got any honorable mentions that you want to shout out, guys, that you honorable come mentions. across that you're like, mm. that pe- that the people should know? I'll I'll go with one here for – just to, I actually have a couple, but I know he's a guy who pitched really well before, and he, I think he's kind of a forgotten man. But every time I tune in, I see him pitch, and I just remember how good he is. And it's Taylor Rogers with San Fran. Yes. He's just throwing these like underhand rises, everything rises. So fun to watch, and and I think again, it's he's a guy that a lot of people know, and he was obviously really good when he was uh, with the Twins, and but you know you get. Forget about these guys sometimes. I was thinking like Gratterall too. I yeah, was I was going to say shout him. out Bruce yeah. Gratterall. I shout mean, out Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado. Uh, just, they turned an atrocious Phillies bullpen into a good one. Uh, but a Matt Brash possibly. I I didn't. I stuff didn't is there with Matt Brash. There. Gosh. Andres Munoz had a really good year in Seattle last year. He also throws one hundred and two. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot so of guys. And we didn't mention Liam Hendricks, too. Liam Hendricks, who get well soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get well. Sheesh. But in all seriousness, like, though, there is a a good talking point, and this is something I think a lot of people forget when it comes to relievers, is think about how many names we've mentioned in this last kind of segment and of names, either guys that haven't broken out yet or just broke out in the last calendar year. I mean, Pete Fairbanks isn't a – a household name. Ryan Stanek's right. been around for a while, but he's not exactly a household name. Joan Duran is actually was a rookie last year, if I'm not mistaken. Rafael Montero, James Karinchak's very young. You know, Ryan Helsley's been the past couple years. Camilo Duvall, Jason Adam, Clay Holmes, Felix Batista. Like when it comes to relievers and when it comes to evaluating relievers, you never know. Like we, no. each of us could have five guys that just absolutely stink this year Yep, because that's how the relief market works. And there could be five new guys that we're talking about that throw a hundred with a split finger that we love so much, but always be wary when you're thinking that this guy's the next, you know, big thing of relievers. Cause they just come and go. And, and nowadays it really seems like they're grown on trees, especially with good organizations like the Astros, the Orioles and teams like that. That's what makes like people tough. like Kimbrel so impressive. Yes, because you've done it for so long in a position mm-hmm. that's so volatile. Yep. And, like, yeah. Like you guys have seen it, like just from a coaching. Like I've seen it. Like you put a reliever in there, he has like two outings back to back that are shaky, and next thing you know, the coach is like, "Oh, we got to right. make a move," and you know that affects the player's confidence. Like it's it's just a lot that goes into it. It's hard to be a reliever. Gosh. And then also, yeah. e- don't value relievers by ERA. No. It's very, never. very, very, very tough as a reliever to save your ERA with one or two bad outings. 
because you know it's your one three run home run in a game where you don't get an out away from just like completely changing that number. I mean, how for now? Okay, yeah. Now I'm gonna take a shot at you guys again. We spent all day as you guys are my kicking boy, but New York Mets fans, Edwin Diaz hasn't changed in right. three years. Hasn't He's been changed. There. He right. might have got a little bit crisper. He might have got a little bit better in command, but his stuff has always been the same. He's always struck out guys at the same rate. He gave up less home runs this year. That's just kind of partially a coincidence, partially not having the balloon balls that the MLB was throwing out there. But <laughs> it's that's how hard it is to be an elite reliever in the game today is because – you don't know what you're getting. You're literally one bad week away. I mean, look, when Josh Hader lost the zone, his ERA went up to like a freaking like six. Well, and, and then and he figured it out again, and he was great again. Trev, we talked about it, I think, when we were previewing the playoffs and we were talking about the Phillies. And I, I <clears throat> at the time, maybe it was in the middle of the summer or whatever, it was like you look at Jose Alvarado and he's got a 4-2 ERA. He was like mm-hmm. 16 consecutive scoreless appearances at that yeah. point too. And he had a 4-2 ERA. <laughs> and it's just yep. like – so sometimes it's really tough to judge. I mean, I think for me the thing is like if you look at even basic stats still, like I'm not asking you to look at analytics. Um, obviously, if you want to go on Baseball Savant, you can look at their stuff and figure out what makes them successful. But like even if you look at with relievers like Whip and mm-hmm. K to walk and K per nine, you can usually tell which relievers are, are – are elite. You know what I mean? Cause a lot yeah. of those guys are a lot of these guys that we just listed are all like at 12 or above 10 K per nine, which is Easy. nuts. Yeah. In the big, I'd league. be surprised if any of those guys are under right. at the least 11. Right. Looking at it. I, I don't think many of those guys pitched clay Holmes is contact guy, but even he's 11, 12, right. you know, it's, it's crazy how good these guys are and how hard it is to hit guys like that. Yeah. I've I've so. seen it like just so you're talking about like the ERA and stuff like I've seen it where like like relievers during the year like they'll start out with like you know two or three outings where it's like gosh they're giving up you know three a couple runs and the whole season is toasted and right. like you see toasted. the guy up, you see him late in like September it's like this guy's got a five ERA but then you look at his last like three months and he's pitching to like a one four and you look right. at his first month he's got like a twelve ERA it's like that's how like you know. Don't like the ERA stats sometimes. Don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Especially but, for relievers. It's just too hard. You're throwing it in the time and the success your success like success is such a different meaning when you're talking about a relief pitcher, right? Like totally you're, you're getting three out saves. If you get if you go in there in a day, let's say I go into a game and I'm down by two and I give up in the ninth inning and I give up three more, okay, now we lose by five, but we lost by five instead of two. And that just ballooned my ERA. Whereas mm-hmm. Then the next three weeks, I'm in there and I'm keeping us in games. I'm snaking a win. I'm closing a game and I'm getting my job done and I'm scoreless. Like, yeah, my ERA doesn't look pretty. And that's what is always first on the board for pitchers. But, like, you, I've, I've had a pretty good last three weeks, even with that one outing that ballooned my ERA. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And just like a health standpoint, I mean, these guys got to be ready. Yeah. Like, I know Every with day. Like, a lot of orgs, like, less than, you know, 25 pitches, like, you better be ready the next day. Like, right. so what? You gave up two runs tomorrow. You got to come in and close this out today. Like short, right. short memories. Yeah, tough. You got to be able yeah. to bounce back a lot. 
It is a very tough position, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that watch playoff baseball. And, like, my favorite thing is always to imagine the guy with, like, a 4-5 or ERA that trots out in, like, the big high leverage inning to get, like, the best hitter out. And, like, anybody who's watching, like, why would you – either A, the fans of the team are like, why would you bring this guy in? Like, he stinks, and then he throws, like, smoke by, like, an elite hitter. Or you have vice versa of, like – how could this guy not hit this guy? He has a four or five, right. and you're like, well, actually, he's got. He just gave up. He just had. Stuff. He just had a week where he gave up like one runs week. in every outing. It was one week, yes. right? Legit. One it's going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, some guys are obviously some exceptions, but that's going to happen. That's that's going to happen, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy, and like you see these guys that come out and pitch really well. You know, like um, Emmanuel Class A. Felix Batista, obviously Hader and Williams, what they've done that pitch to like a sub two on a year. Every year. It's like incredible. Every year. It's like it to think about that. And like you said, when you think about Kimbrell on top of that, it's like how to even consider what these guys do. Like I said, if we did this draft, maybe we will, maybe we'll do our second annual draft next year. And I guarantee Less than fifty percent of the the guys we have on this list right now are on our list next year. Yeah, it'll be, be very surprised. It'll be completely new names. It'll be there will be another Felix Batista next year. There'll be another, you There's know, Camilo Duvall, another Jason Adam breakout this year. I mean, Jason Adam was pitching to like a one point zero nine at like in like late August, and I remember at that point I was like, I didn't even know this guy existed, let alone or, like. Uh, was I worked out with him a lot I just, during, yeah, the, yeah. I during the one year. Tigers. I got to play catch with him and get to know him, dude. A lot like getting him, watching him on the mound, like you know, like how you guys like scout hitters. Like the bat just sounds weird, like, or it sounds different. He, yeah. when I catchers mitt pops, it just sounds different. <laughs> like, awesome. I want you guys to wrap your mind around the fact that last year Jason Adam had an ERA plus of two thirty three. Yeah, he had hurt. I, I remember I, he broke yeah. his ankle and stuff. He had like a big, big injury before the season. And yeah, here he is now. I mean, talking a top reliever in the show. I mean, incredible. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's it's cool. Um, you know, and and definitely, I thought today we had a pretty fun discussion, and you know, we definitely hope that uh, we learned something. One last thing, I'm gonna look up real quick. So last year, the top pitching relief pitchers were the obvious. This was going into the 2021 season. We have Josh Hader at one, Liam Hendricks at two, Devin Williams at three, Emmanuel Classe at four, Ryan Presley at five. And this is where it gets a little tricky. Six, Colin McHugh. Seven, Rossiel Iglesias. Eight, Craig Kimbrell. Nine, Jordan Romano. And ten, Jonathan Loizaga. And all five of those names did not even – come up i mean you, i thought about iglesias is he not top 10 right there uh, no. Edwin diaz was not top 10 going in the last year which right. is no which way. is which is new york bias to its finest but <laughs> it's also the fact of the matter that he we did. must have he put was, that list together <laughs> yeah seriously um <laughs> and more in a negative tone that means that's just too many people pay attention to new york and, right instead of paying attention to like stuff that matters um, but it's actually like fun. Edwin Diaz has always been good. Yeah, Edwin, it, he never stopped. I, got, being I good. still get into an argument with one of my my best friends in the entire world, who's a New York Mets fan. He's like the only friend I have that's a Mets fan, so it doesn't bother me. And I still argue with him about Edwin Diaz to this day. Yeah, I get 
usually when it's brought up because I've been fighting the Edmund Diaz battle for for a couple of years now. It, it what usually gets said is, "Well, he's gotten better." It's like, yeah, well, I can't argue that because he's last right. year was so like right. he had a, he had an alien year last year, but like he was yeah. still really good before. But like that doesn't change the fact that I was right from the day that he was traded. Right. That like he was elite from day one. He just gave up a couple home runs, and especially when they come in the ninth inning of close games. Bryce Harper's taken a lot of people deep in big moments. Like yeah, well, he's I remember not the only one. The first year, because that was the year. His first year there, I believe, was the year the Nationals won the World Series. Yeah. And he got clipped, like, it, it was either by Anthony Rendon or Juan Soto, like, in September when the Mets were pushing for a playoff spot. And I remember that one was a was a dagger, per se, um, for Mets fans. But, again, good hitters clip. Like, we talk about it all the time. Why do you need talent and why do you need home runs in the playoffs? Because it doesn't matter who you are. You can give up a three-run home run at any moment. It's way right. easier for a lineup to scratch and claw for one three-run home run than it is to scratch and claw for ten runs on, you know, fifteen hits. So in the only um, year, nineteen changed. was the only down year you could really say he had, and his numbers yes. weren't great. But then, like well, people were killing him for his twenty twenty-one because his ERA was a three-four-five. Well, he had a one seventeen ERA plus and a two-four-eight FIP. Yeah, the the FIP is what. He just gave up a lot of home runs. That's really good. (laughs) Really good. He gave up a lot of home runs, and a lot of them were in in close games. It was just one of those inconvenient, like, bad timing years. And I'm sure part of it was mental, you know, the transition to New York. Um, As a guy who's had, you know, when you're pitching in freaking the Pacific Northwest, it's like everybody in the stands is like, oh, it's the ninth inning and he's got two outs already. Like this is easy. In New York, they're breathing down your neck every time you throw a ball. So I think (laughs) there definitely was something, you know, some of that in play, but – you know, still he's he's been an elite pitcher. So for anybody who's looking to to kind of reevaluate relief pitchers, just keep an open mind. There's going to be six guys that break out in the month of March and April that we're going to be hopefully covering and talking about here. But guys, any last thought on the draft and and how you feel? I think it was a good way to start our preview stuff for this year and and uh, you know start talking about guys we think are going to have a great year. It was fun. I like it. I think yeah. anybody listening should go on TikTok and if when Trevor posts a video and let us know who has the best team. Yeah. Yes. Rank us. I will, let us I will know. post. Yes. I will post a video with obviously with the teams. Um and we'll get we'll get that something out. We'll get something on Twitter so everybody can see all the all the guys on each team. So um we'll try to make sure to, to find a way to to get that out there, but make sure you're following on all social channels. TikTok's up to 600 followers now. We're growing as quick as possible. The road to 1,000 there, um, moving pretty quickly. Um, growing the podcast. We're international now. Might not be on in, over international waters, but Dan's out here repping Toronto. Here we got a oh, nice little listener in Canada. Um, you know, tuning into every episode. Shout out to you. Um, making sure you're sharing with five friends, subscribing on all podcast platforms. We're really excited for the content that we have coming over the next couple of weeks, hopefully a couple more guests. And, you know, then Colin's going to be driving out to spring training. We're going to be getting some some insider information on how guys look in, on the backfields and, and also going to be previewing what we the think. Backfields, baby. <laughs> the backfields. The backfields, um, nothing like it. 
and we're going to be able to start previewing what we're going to see this year and and hopefully uh, continue to grow this podcast as much as possible. So, um, you know, that's that's all I got. And until next time, we'll, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Probably I love you.